0: This is the Legal Impact, the weekly show presented by the University of New Hampshire Franklin Pierce School of Law. Now accepting applications for JD and graduate programs, learn more and apply at law.unh.edu. Opinions discussed are solely the opinion of the faculty or host and do not constitute legal advice or necessarily represent the official views of the University of New Hampshire and UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten, and this week we're joined by Professor Tiffany Lee, our resident tech law expert. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Happy to be here. All right. So Facebook has been in the news a whole bunch the the previous few weeks, and we're we're going to talk about two two key issues here. Firstly, the outage that occurred, uh, and then we're going to get into the corporate rebranding that was announced uh, a couple days ago. But for starters, you wrote an an opinion piece on MSNBC with regards to the outage. Uh, can what was a uh, big picture going on there?
1: So there was a Facebook outage for most of a day. And that meant that Instagram and WhatsApp were both down as well. And This affected millions of people worldwide. Um, And it ended up being what Facebook at least says um, was just a matter of a simple configuration error, just basically some technical difficulties on their end. But it really took down a lot of services for a lot of people um, sort of unexpectedly.
0: It was fascinating how simple of a thing it was, too. Like, literally the domain got disconnected from all their services. It was like the CNAME record on the DNS if you're a tech nerd. Um, and that's all it took to completely disable it. The, the key cards stopped working at the corporate headquarters and everything. Yeah, it's,
1: it's a little ridiculous to think about, right? I mean, very simple errors, um, just very routine mistakes made internally at Facebook, can impact so much of what we consider to be our current internet ecosystem. I mean, it wasn't just Facebook and Instagram, which, you know, a lot of us use or know know of people who use them at least, Uh, but in some parts of the world, you know, entire economies are based on using WhatsApp and digital tools like that. So when those went down, that affected a lot of people. Um, And it really just showed how fragile a lot of this is. The internet ecosystem is not something that is very sturdy and can withstand a lot of attacks um, or even errors.
0: Yeah, it's I mean, WhatsApp specifically is basically what a lot of um people in other countries use as their primary SMS or text message tool. It's, if, you, if you're if you not in the iMessage ecosystem or you don't necessarily have a, a, a more up-to-date uh, Google device or you don't have a Google account, WhatsApp is basically one of the top contenders when it comes to, to that, whether it's from uh, peer-to-peer messaging, group messaging, or uh, corporate messaging.
1: Right, so WhatsApp definitely is a huge messaging tool. Um, it's also an e-commerce tool, so people can try to, you know, um, advertise things, sell things in WhatsApp groups, um, or, you know, connect people to make uh, different transactions online. And so, in some places, you know, without that tool, a lot of small businesses um, were also unable to really function that day either.
0: Yeah, I mean, Facebook specifically lost hundreds of millions of dollars when it came came to the. The advertising money they weren't able to collect over that span of time uh, and as well as the recovery of all the services that they ended up needing to get back in service.
1: Right. So Facebook definitely suffered a hit. Um, And, you know, a lot of people started talking again about why we have we have so much of our Internet based on a few big platforms like Facebook. So I think more than anything, that was kind of the blow for Facebook. It's just this increased attention on the fact that companies like Facebook have so much power over our internet experience. And that's something that probably hurts them more than you know a few hundred million dollars.
0: Yeah, I mean this is gonna probably make the case for for a lot of uh, legislatures to really push. I mean, there's been a case where a a lot of antitrust when it comes to how Facebook handles its business, when it comes to the fact they are the key player. I mean, Twitter has a pretty good market share, uh, but Instagram and Facebook are the biggest social media platform in, in the world.
1: Right. Facebook is a huge player here. Um, And it's kind of interesting. So a lot of us, you know, people who are generally tech savvy, but maybe not um, who work specifically in tech all the time, we use platforms like Facebook, we use Twitter, um, you know, YouTube and the like. Uh, But there are also these bigger companies that have even more of a stake in how the internet is shaped. Um, So for example, Amazon is huge, right? Amazon Web Services powers so much of the modern internet um, but they don't get the same scrutiny, maybe, that Facebook does. Um, I think part of it really is just that most of the people, the constituents of any representative, um, most of us don't really interact with AWS on a given day, uh, unless you work in tech, um, but all of us use some form of social media. So Congress puts all this attention on social media services and you know online platforms, but it really goes all the way down the internet stack, the hosting companies, have a role here, um, the routing companies have a role, um, and it's just really, you know, the regulation here is a little fuzzy on the details sometimes. Um, so we get situations where it turns out one single company having a small failure can take down um, a big portion of what we consider the internet to be.
0: I mean, what what other way around it? Do you see? I mean, is it a matter of the it, the the big issue right now is the fact there's only a few key players when it comes to how the Internet as we know it operates? I mean, what sort of solutions or ways of uh, working around the fact um, so we have redundancy is there? I, I don't see anything on the horizon that would change it except for there's some legislatures that want to break up Facebook, uh, for example. But. That would take years to have happen.
1: I agree. That would be very slow. Um, I do think something about competition is probably necessary. Um, and I'm a little worried that people are focusing too much on these specific big players. So yeah, we could break up Facebook, you know, we could break up Google, you know, we could break up Amazon, right? Um, but that doesn't necessarily mean we're making it so that smaller companies can create something new. So I think that we have to have a few different types of solutions. We have to think about how to regulate existing players um, so that they don't become overly powerful in a space. Uh, But we also have to think about what sort of regulatory environment will make it so that more new players can enter the scene. Um, I'm thinking about things like just funding STEM education, science and tech education, so we can get people creating new startups. Um, Or thinking about even things like tax policy Um, How can we incentivize new creators um, to create new innovations and push the Internet ecosystem uh, to develop at a faster rate? Um, You know, potentially even thinking of things like how should the government be subsidizing certain industries or funding certain programs, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean right now with with the current business model that up and coming technology startups have, the entire business model is to create a product, get it decent, get it like 90% of the way there and then to sell it. It's, it's uh, the goal to is to turn around your initial investments is to sell it for billions or of dollars to Facebook, Google, Amazon, one of these key players so that they can integrate the technology and pay back their investors and to it, it basically reinforces the uh, very small marketplace of technology companies.
1: Yeah, I think that's a problem, right? Um, I don't think it's a good ecosystem where we say that if you have a successful startup, your exit, your best exit is to be bought by Google. Um, ideally, we have a world in which we have more options where if you don't want to be using Facebook or Instagram, you have other social media networks you can use. If you don't want, you know, a, an Android phone or an iPhone, you should have some other solution, right? There should be more options for consumers. Um, and I think that would help a lot of us in different ways. I mean, competition makes for a better product, right? Um, makes for better services for people. Um, but also it kind of pressures those existing companies to do better as well.
0: Well, in right theory, now, you know, in theory yeah. <laughs> though, in this situation, though, it's kind of the opposite. Because of the fact that Facebook and such are able to scoop up these small Companies like this, and the fact that they basically run the game, they don't have to deal with so much with um, the the crazy marketing that, like, an Apple has to do to continue to have this image of being this this luxury sort of item or service to utilize. Uh, they basically rely on being the only players to to kind of build up as much as they want. And the fact that everyone's there, uh, if if Facebook suddenly loses. Even 10% of their user base, that's a significant amount of money that they won't be able to invest anymore and uh, will make them less powerful.
1: Yeah, I mean, Facebook definitely is not um, a company that definitely will be around forever. Um, They could lose 10% of user base. That could really cut into their ad sales, cut into the revenue. Um, They could be regulated to death. That could happen, too. You know, it's not simply I think some people talk about Facebook as if it's um, such a part of our economy that it's, you know. It's like standard oil or something. Um, it's it's not. It's a company. Companies rise, they fall. Um, we might see something new pop up. And, we, you know, it's hard to tell exactly what's going to happen in the future with this. Maybe we'll see better tech companies take the place of Facebook. Now, maybe Facebook will continue to try to buy every competitor, um, but maybe the law will stop them. Uh, I don't know if that's you know really the focus here. I don't think Facebook itself is that crucial. um, Whether or not it you know becomes uh, it it starts buying more or not, I think it's really we have to think about the broader internet ecosystem.
0: I mean, one of the reasons why it's so hard for other platforms to kick off is that audience base it, when it comes to like parlor trying to to come up getter is the most recent one that uh a lot of the MAGA movement latched on to because it was backed by some Trump supporters is they, they, they stand very little chance of making it through because there just isn't that amount of people on there to make it worthwhile and to have that audience. And the advantage with having that Facebook where as a content creator personally. Um, And as a law school looking to promote the law school, I have to be on Facebook because that's the only way to get a hold of people. And that convenience factor is really going to hurt a a lot of uh, drive to diversify, I'd imagine.
1: I think you're absolutely right. Um, This idea that incumbent players already have this huge network, right? That makes it really hard for any other user-centric service to gain steam. Um, and I've seen this a lot. And people argue that this is the reason why we need to try to sort of cut down companies like Facebook or Google. Um, but I would also say that there are still opportunities. Uh, TikTok, for example, it's become mm-hmm. hugely popular, mostly among teenagers and you know college students, but still hugely popular platform. Um, and it did not rely on existing networks of users um, from Facebook or Google or what have you. So I think there's something interesting there that we have to look at. Why was this platform able to succeed? But I also want to ask, you know, why was this platform able to succeed? Um, was that reason maybe because they were coming from outside of the U.S. Um, because if that's the case, then is there something about our legal or you know business environment here? that's making it so that competitors cannot succeed here. Um, because if there's something there, then that's a problem we really need to address.
0: Yeah, because we definitely want the key players to be based out of the United States. I mean, it's, it's tremendously important to our economy. It's important that we're relying on our own uh, government regulations as opposed to China. For example, when it comes to TikTok, we don't there's there are security concerns with how that company operates and what's happening with the data that they're collecting.
1: Exactly. Um, right now, we have most of the major players in the internet uh, space uh, being American companies. Um, and if nothing else, we do know that they have to, at the very end, comply with U.S. regulations. Right. And we sort of like to think that maybe the people involved will be running their companies with some sort of attention to what we like to think about our norms of, you know, things like privacy or democratic free speech. Uh this may or may not be the case, but we can then maybe think that, right? We can at least hope. Yeah. Uh, we don't have that same sort of vision for companies um, coming from other nations. And, you know, I'm all for global cooperation, global competition, um, but it is something that if, you know, other countries are able to innovate and American companies are not, you know, that leads to a lot of problems for the US, right? Economic problems, but also other pro- political issues, right? Do we want companies out there that are promoting, you know, like censorship, for example. Is that something we want, you know, our teenagers to be able to do to just put all their time in an app that potentially allows for government censorship or promotes, you know, mass surveillance and that kind of thing?
0: All right, for the last five minutes here, let's dive into the Facebook rebranding. So word came down, I believe, on Tuesday, I think it was the 19th of October, that uh, Facebook is going to be looking to uh, rebrand Facebook. Uh, I feel like it was covered incorrectly by a lot of press outlets. They're not looking at Facebook. is still going to be Facebook, but the corporate structure will be given a name that's not just Facebook. Similar thing happened with Google a few years back with their corporate names Alphabet now, if you're looking on the stock market. Uh, Can you dive into that
1: sure so i'm glad you brought up this uh parallel the google and alphabet um, restructuring this sounds like exactly what facebook wants to do and probably for pretty similar reasons um so google um in the past um, was known just as google and they had a number of different companies um, under the umbrella company right they owned you know their uh, waymo the self-driving car division they own a bio and life sciences division They're restructured so that there's now a parent company, Alphabet, um, at the top of all these different companies, and Google is just one of the many companies. And one reason why they did that might have been to try to sort of evade or at least lessen the antitrust scrutiny um, because they could argue that they're not a giant conglomerate that does everything. Um, They are just, you know, um, a company that owns specific companies that act in specific sectors. And that might be what facebook is trying to do now facebook has um you know their core product um, as well as instagram whatsapp um they have oculus the virtual reality platform and they have they might be starting the metaverse project which is mark zuckerberg's pet project right now to create some sort of virtual reality i guess you know life platform but it looks like video conferencing Mm -hmm. um so this might be what they're trying to do with the what the people are calling the rebrand.
0: How did that pay off for Google ultimately?
1: Hard to tell. I mean, they're still facing antitrust pressure, right?
0: Yeah, they're still constantly. brought up every time. <laughs>
1: yeah, Congress is always talking about this. Um, at the same time, they have not been broken up yet. So, you know, I can't really say if it worked out for them or not. Um, you know, one other thing Facebook might be doing is trying to get around just the negativity attached to the brand. I think a lot of people think of Facebook and they think immediately of, you know, terrible things happening online, terrible privacy problems. So maybe they're trying to get away from that a little bit, but that's that's hard if they can actually do it
0: it's smart from a diversification, or at least appearing diversified perspective when you're talking about just the search engine optimization of what's going to be showing up in the news articles and such I'd imagine because they're they're branching out. I mean, you you brought up Oculus and they've even developed some other communication devices, little tablets and such that you can put mm-hmm. on your countertops and that's only going to grow here. I mean, they their bottom line is so ridiculous that they can just lose money on products like that um they'd be dumb not to be diving more into the hardware market
1: yeah i mean and the thing is they've got to keep trying like the core business model right now is based on ad sales ad sales based on user data Um, and if we get more laws you know clamping down on that on you know selling data or using data to target advertisements that's it for facebook Um, they have no other like real revenue stream So I think you're right, if they could try to get into hardware more, if they can just diversify what they're offering, that might be a benefit um, for their investors too.
0: Do you expect them to kind of dive into the web services market, like Amazon and Google did so hard?
1: That's a good question. Um, I haven't seen any inklings so far of that happening, but you know, who even knows right yeah. maybe they're gonna go into space next um, that seems to be the hot thing right another now. pattern <laughs> yeah who
0: knows <laughs> yeah cuz I, I mean Apple has gone head first into the the software services their iCloud is uh, just blown up over the last what eight to ten years when it comes to the now have a music service they now have a TV service that they're they're building up more with a surprising amount of content here ever since it started a couple of years ago um, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Um, Any closing remarks here on uh, what you expect Facebook to be doing here over the next year or two?
1: I want to say I hope that what they're gonna do is try to actually be transparent about uh, their operations because they keep pretending to be transparent and then not actually uh, telling you know us everything and not even telling their own oversight board everything. So I hope they can build in more transparency, give more access to researchers, give more up-to-date information to policymakers. Um, I don't know if they will do that, but that is my hope.
0: Professor Tiffany Lee, thanks for joining me.
1: Great. Thanks for having me again.
0: Thanks for listening to Legal Impact presented by UNH Franklin Pierce School of Law. Don't spread word about the show. Please be sure to subscribe and comment on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify.